Hello, TuneIn listeners. You are listening to TuneIn Radio for your mind, body, and soul. I am your host, Keela Parkinson, getting the mic all set up and positioned in exactly the right place. And we're going to hear some fun extra sounds today because I am not recording in a soundproof radio booth. As many of you know, I'm recording inside my kiddo sport, which has been a great place to get away from the sounds of my house. But they're climbing on the outside of the fort on this beautiful Northwest Indiana, almost springtime day. So we're going to hear some fun sounds, but that's okay because we have a guest who is here today to help us as the show is titled Feel and Heal. My guest today is Selena Ella Moon. Welcome, Selena. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here and I'm so excited for today. I'm so excited too. I can't believe how exciting it is to have you on the show and to talk about this book that we both got to be featured in, which is so cool. It's called The Successful Body and it was edited and created by Eric Severson, our fellow author and amazing editor who has this wonderful idea to write these series of books on the successful mind, the successful body now. And very soon, I think the successful spirit, which is awesome, awesome, (laughs) very awesome. And Selena's chapter is chapter 17 titled, Your Body is Your Autobiography, Emotions, Perceptions, Beliefs, and Well-Being. And what what qualifies her to write a chapter like this? Well, she calls herself a facilitator of transformation. So what the heck does that mean, Selena? Yeah, that's a loaded one, isn't it? I love it. (laughs) Well, in my particular case, I am a psychosomatic practitioner. um, And that's really where the concept of your body is your autobiography is that it stems from those teachings. Um, I studied at the Australasian Institute for Psychosomatic Therapy, and I learned a lot about how our bodies and the shape of our bodies and the way in which our bodies are communicating to us and revealing things through sickness or disease or pain or tension, um, fat storage location and things things Mm. like that, Um, shape of our face, shape of our eyes, shape of our mouth, shape Hmm. of our everything is all connected to the way we feel and the way we think. Okay, I never thought about like face shape being connected to that in some way. Cause like, don't you, th- are you just born with that? Like, tell us more. This is yeah. exciting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're all, this is, this is the thing. It's like, we're all born with something that is so unique and that is so characteristic and in ways that unfortunately our society hasn't necessarily taught us how to be able to recognize, but kids recognize it. And I think it's a very innate thing when we go to a party and we see somebody and we're like, that person, that person's going to be my best friend. Oh, yeah. And we don't know why and we're not really sure. Like, we can't really articulate or examine in a way that is specific, but we just have a sense of knowing when we see people which people we're going to gravitate towards and which people we're not. Yeah, and a lot of true. that has to do with our physical characteristics, which actually symbolize elements of our personality. And so, yeah, which is really cool. And so if there's if there are um, symmetries that are off balance, we can often in our brain or in our emotions, we can see it in our bodies hmm. where we're experiencing pain or sometimes like one side of the face looks different from the other side of the face. Actually, most of the time that's the case for right. people. 
Um, you know, there's just a lot of things that go on on a very deep subconscious level and at an emotional level that are constantly shifting us the way that we look, the way that we feel, the way that we sense the world around us, the way that we interact with people, the way that we interact with ourselves, it's all connected. Um, and so that's why certain people will seem like they have a sudden injury or a quote unquote accident in their lives, but it's really wherever they have that injury or accident is always relative to what that person has been experiencing yes. emotionally leading up to that place. And so the study of psychosomatic therapy has really been to dissect those elements of self through the shape of our hands, the shape of our face, the shape of our bodies, and to really be able to recognize where we're balanced and also where we're out of balance and also to appreciate and highlight our unique characteristics on a emotional psychological level because so much of our western world is so focused on what's physical mm -hmm. that i think we can sometimes forget that we're like such deep beings and we are all we all carry so many like valuable treasures and so many beautiful elements that are just intricate and so so beautifully designed and in, in a way that um gives us a chance to experience life like no other right you know yes and and that's powerful that's transformational in itself um, but in addition to that i also studied neurolinguistic programming nlp for short and uh, i became a master practitioner in that as well because not only did i want to be able to understand how people operate in a very subtle way with respect to their senses i wanted to be able to utilize those that awareness to offer and facilitate retreats and workshops and webinars for people to be able to go through exercises mm. where we can then highlight uh, particular senses and recognize where things are very um, harmonious and where things are out of sync and then utilizing those abilities to balance and to just orchestrate awareness into particular aspects that need a little bit more love and care and attention. Um, so fusing that with a psychosomatic practitioner course has been like really powerful in itself, but then having the energetic component added onto it as well, which is the healing work that happens through uh, recognizing the chakra system and what energies are aligned and again, which are out of balance in that respect, um, then I'm really able to see multiple dimensions of a human being through their psyche, through their spiritual body, through their physical body. I have a background in health as well. I used to be a personal trainer and a metabolic balance nutrition coach so I could see things going on even in the physical body with respect to gait and how somebody moves mm, and things right. like that. So my ability to see a full human being is so stretched out and so vast as a result of studying all these different dynamics within one human being that now I get to use my intuitive and my creative abilities oh to that's capture, so good yeah to capture every single individual that i have the opportunity to work with and reveal to them elements of self reveal to them parts of themselves that maybe have lied dormant for long periods of time or that they necessarily didn't get reflected back in a very loving and appreciative way perhaps things people have been judged for that are actually meant to be like celebrated you know oh and true so, yeah. yeah okay yeah. yeah, that's so good. I love that. And you, you know, so you think of somebody as a personal trainer, right? Just really being in the physical, just being so physical, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, many people I know who are athletes or work in that sphere, you know, that sphere of being a personal trainer, yeah. they're so 
into pushing through, powering through, right? Like not listening to their bodies, like not listening to the pain. It's like the total antithesis of what you do, which is amazing. And I find from your chapter in The Successful Body that you actually were starting to incorporate this listening to your body while you were a personal trainer, which is really cool. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Okay. So before we go any further, because you've mentioned so many really fascinating things, let's just (laughs) for some listeners break down the word psychosomatic. What does that mean? Yeah. So psycho is like the psychology, right? It's your psyche. And somatic just means the body. Feeling. So it's how your psyche and your body come together. Love it. So, you know, and we're here, this is a big buzzword now in the therapeutic world, right? Like um, like trauma-based and trauma-informed, right? These are really important things. And the reason we're all kind of as a universe sort of trying to pay attention to that is to know that like, you know, the PTSD that we get the sensations of, or, you know, panic attacks or whatever, if people are experiencing the physical symptoms of that, obviously your body's trying to get your attention, right? And like Mm -hmm. you said, even accidents, like we can be like, oh no, that just happened. That was a thing that has nothing to do with what I'm thinking. I, you know, I wouldn't be planning on having that limb fall on my head when I walked by, right? But what kind of sense is trying to be knocked into you, right? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, like people think, oh, oops, I stubbed my toe. Oops, right. I banged my elbow. Well, like if you actually go into the psychosomatic aspect of what you were thinking when that happened mm-hmm. or what led up to that situation, you recognize there are no accidents, there are only incidents. I love that. Okay, so there are no accidents, there are only incidents. So I have a silly one that happened to me like during like the, the okay. height of like the quarantine, right? So about a year ago. And, you know, just the isolation, being with the family. And I was in this real like suffering moment. I was making dinner for my family and I was feeding the cats and we had two kittens at the time. And I was like, oh, they're driving me crazy. And the kids were asking for more milk and blah, 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 blah. And my husband's sitting at the table oblivious to all of it. And I was just resenting him so much in that moment. And all of a sudden, one of the kittens jumps up on the counter knocks off a cat food lid that I step on and I cut the inside of my left foot so Selena's is like firing all these connections right well I was like I'm gonna look that up as if it were a dream right and wouldn't you know the cat is domesticity right and I'm feeding and it's how I'm nourishing others and how I'm not being a good receiver on my path and I mean I didn't ask my husband for help just was sitting there resenting him while I was doing all this stuff, right? And not speaking up on it, right? And so there's this whole thing right there. And I now I have this lovely little scar, this little pandemic scar on my foot. remind me but you know what's interesting selena will totally believe this and some listeners will also think about this happens to you right there are times when i start to get like really like upset again and it starts to itch that little and i'm like oh right 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 it's there right now to remind me that's right because i haven't moved out of that headspace fully it's a souvenir (laughs) of your psyche oh goodness You know, and we know sometimes scars heal, right? Like sometimes they just go away because we don't need that reminder anymore. Exactly. Love it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's such a great example because like, yeah, the left side is usually correlated with the feminine side, which is our receiving side. The right side is correlated with the masculine side, which is connected to our giving. It's connected to the masculine energy and it's connected to our doing energy and our action oriented energy. Whereas the left side is more, um, a, a more um meditative and a reflective energy so yeah there's a lot you know it says a lot about what side of the body you're getting affected the most um Mm. if you tend to have 
um, you know, particular issues that stem from your family upbringing, which most people's bodies are a reflection of that 100%. Makes sense. Um, until we start doing the work and start mm-hmm. looking into that and <laughs> recognizing where Makes things sense. need to change. Um, it's fairly common for um, patterns to repeat themselves among our family members from generation to generation. And so the left foot specifically, um, you know, depending on where on the foot you also were scratched, that also will say a lot. Yes, and it, it was it was right in the center, like the palm, like the the instep of my foot is where it was. I say so, palm, the instep. So yeah. the, okay, so usually, like if it's if it's right in that space, we're looking at the solar plexus. Oh, yeah, R- right. So the solar plexus is your power center. So mm-hmm. feeling disempowered. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. 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 And it's yeah. and the and just it being on your foot, and it in essence is also connected to your base chakra. That makes sense. So, which is your upbringing. Right. That makes right? sense. Yeah. Right. And it's also, yeah. your foot is also, you're taking a step in life. So taking your ability to move forward. So it, there's so many intersecting lines there. So the way that could be interpreted deeper could be that, you know, maybe there's something from your mom's side where she had issues feeling confident confident enough to ask for help. And so as a result, she wasn't stepping forth in a very aligned way that was um, balanced and that was um, that was really creating harmony within her. And so maybe she passed that down onto you unconsciously. And as a child, we just pick up all kinds of things watching so our many. parents. But does that resonate with <laughs> Absolutely. you? Absolutely. You know it does, right? <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> Yeah. 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 And so I love it. Yeah. So, so thanks for, um, for the free little reading there. Cause sure. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> yeah. and you know, as, again, so listeners, you know, you're just think about like, li- it, it could be a little accident, right? It doesn't have to mm-hmm. even have left a scar. Like you said, stubbing your toe in that moment. Uh, yeah. I can think back to another little quick one again with okay. my, with my feet, right. Was, um, yeah. we, Halloween a couple of years ago, it had snowed here in Northwest Indiana and we decided we're going to go out anyway. We were all ghostbusters that year. So we had on the greatest costumes for it we were in our jumpsuits you know and we we were like we're gonna go out and hit like six houses you know we're gonna we're gonna do this thing and I was really upset because I had bought these cute little Halloween goodie bags that my husband had left home and I was like turn around and get them and he was like no 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 we're almost to the neighborhood we're going to and I was like we bought these goodie bags blah 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 I mean they were like a buck a piece probably right like who cares but I couldn't let it go and so we're walking we're walking and all of a sudden I trip right and I was like, oh, Keila, let it go. Like, you're just trying yeah. to control this. You know, it was my right foot that time. Yeah. And <laughs> but I knew it right away. I was like, just, you got to let this go. And as soon as I did, everything was good. Wow. <laughs> and I was happy that's again. Amazing. Yeah. So you have great awareness. Mm. Like, that's, that's fantastic awareness. <laughs> and that's ideal. That's what we want. We want to really pay attention before things go too too deep in one direction you know sometimes we'll have a pain in our body and we'll just ignore it or something will keep happening and we'll just pretend it's not there but when we really sit with it and ask like well what's wrong with me right now like Mm -hmm. where where am I out of sync with myself what are my fears um my thing is like sometimes I just have to sit down and write it down Mm -hmm. so I'll just ask myself in a journaling exercise I'll be like well what am I afraid of right now you know what's my fear and I'll just sit there and I'll write all my fears and then I'll just write, I'll just write like why those fears are not real on the, on the flip side. And I'll literally notice like shifts in my body mm-hmm. while I'm doing it. And I can feel the tension in particular aspects releasing that correspond with those fears. Okay. This is wonderful. I'm going to take a really quick station identification break because we podcast, we 
broadcast this on our podcast as well as on WVLP 103.1 FM. Listeners, you are listening to Tune In Radio for Your Mind, Body, and Soul on WVLP or on our podcast at anchor.fm slash tune in mindful radio. Today's show is underwritten in part by Kiki Productions, Inc. Communications Coaching teaching exercises to help you cycle out of fight or flight in the moment. With a mission to create individual harmony to add peace to the world, Kiki Productions Inc.'s philosophy is, when you are confident, focused, and authentic with your message, you are a magnet to those you wish to attract. Share the love at coachkiki.com. We are talking today with Selena Ella Moon about how to feel and heal. She is a psychosomatic practitioner, an NLP expert, and a Reiki practitioner as well. And these are all these great therapies. We've talked about some things here on the show. You may um, have heard about NLP. You may have heard about Reiki. If you haven't, check out our great episode with the Reiki RN um, that's on that's on this podcast. Or you can always um, check just check out that podcast. You know, and if you're a tune in listener on um, WVLP, then call the station and tell them you want them to play it again. I mean, (laughs) how cool is that? But we're talking about this great concept of how our body talks to us. And Selena, with her background as a personal trainer and all the great things she has educated herself in with these trainings, now also teaches in these great retreats around, well, I'm sure they're getting back into the retreats soon, right? <laughs> Around the U.S. and Canada, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, and so definitely she's done hundreds of workshops, and I, I'm sure you've got some virtual opportunities for people as well. And so we want to hear about that, and we've been breaking down this idea of what psychosomatic means. And so um, I've had a couple questions that have come up that I think people probably have too, right? One of them yeah. being... Um, do you ever get this time where it's like, okay, I started listening to my body and it won't shut up now, right? I have all these aches and pains and I'm thinking about everything. Like, <laughs> have you ever had uh, people you've worked with who've had that experience? And if so, how do you help them through that part of the transition? Yeah, I think that's a great question because like the thing is that like, I think healing can become addictive. Mm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can actually become addicted to our healing process. And I think that happens just because like we get such a, we get such a huge transformation when we do the healing work that we just want to keep digging and digging and digging. And my thing is that like, I really believe in like the whole spectrum of our lives. And I believe that like different parts of our lives and different phases of our lives will highlight certain aches and pains for us to reflect on Mm -hmm. if need be, if we haven't done enough of that inner work. Right. And so oftentimes when there's a lot of pains that are coming up suddenly, it's usually just because somebody hasn't done anything leading up to that point Mm -hmm. on themselves. And so initially when the whole, like the whole journey begins, yeah, like most people have like, you know, I've worked with people like for two years and then after two years, they're like, Hey, I got it. I know how to take care of myself. I recognize how to follow my intuition. I'm aware of what's going on. I know how to balance my chakras. I recognize when I'm in fear state, like I don't need you anymore. And it's great. Um, but if you haven't done any work on yourself, yeah, it's going to take some time to go through all those things. And I don't think that, um, anything is really an accident. Like I was saying earlier, it's really an incident. So if you're experiencing a pain, um, there is a reason for that pain. And absolutely. I believe that it needs to be addressed. I don't think that there's 
any pain that we have in our body that shouldn't be addressed because pain is just, a, it's just having a conversation. It's like someone tapping on your shoulder and saying, hello, can we talk? And you're like, nah, nah, yeah. nah. You know, it's like, they're just going to follow you around everywhere you go. Get you louder. Stop and have a conversation because that's really yeah. all that's required, you know? It's all that's required is a conversation. It's like a relationship, you know, when you're in a relationship, whether it's platonic or not, like generally speaking, when we suppress how we're feeling or we have something come up that we don't speak about or something that gets um, just like kind of thrown away or thrown under the rug, what ends up happening is over time, that resentment or that feeling starts to build up underneath all of it. And then one day you just explode Mm -hmm. right where the person just explodes and it seems as though it came out of nowhere and that's what happens when people feel like suddenly oh i just got diagnosed with something like crazy right i had no idea this was festering in my body but the thing is the only reason you didn't have an idea it was festering in your body is because you didn't stop to listen to your yes yes right so i believe that we should live in a world where nobody has any surprises Mm. And that it shouldn't get to that point of like cancer. It shouldn't have to get to that point of a heart attack. It mm-hmm. shouldn't have to get to that point of like disease before we can take something, recognize it, and stop it. Right. You know? Yeah. Okay. So now I'm gonna now I'm gonna ask you a question from like a different angle, like for yeah. for parents, right? Parents of mm-hmm. special needs kiddos, parents of kiddos yeah. who develop issues early on, like very young, whatever. Like so, like. When that happens, right? Um, I mean, I've certainly heard, I think you also are um, a follower of Louise Hay, right? And, yeah. and her philosophies, right? So yeah. like, I've certainly heard this this concept, this theory, which resonates with me. And, and if you're a listener and it doesn't with you, that's okay, form your own opinions. But this concept that you know maybe um, children bring into this lifetime, either old karmas or they're teaching others through the things that they're experiencing. Maybe they're bringing it forth to help their parents heal certain things. And so when that's the case, then how does a psychosomatic practitioner help to either move that or embrace it or accept it? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, that's an interesting question. So in our course, we didn't really go deep into um, into that specifically, but me personally, um, I grew up, my, like my first jobs were working with children who were diagnosed with autism. Mm. Um, and a lot of the children that I worked with were also diagnosed with epilepsy. So they were not only autistic, but they were epileptic. Interesting. Um, and so I have a lot of personal experience with children of that nature. Um, and what I noticed is that, um, yes, not only are they, not only are they carrying forth karma, mm-hmm. but they are definitely bringing, um, they're highlighting situations and highlighting triggers, especially for parents, especially for the parents. Makes sense because it's a trigger uh-huh. for the parents, right? When there's when something yeah. imperfect with our children. Yep. <laughs> and Speaking as a around. parent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think that there's like something specific for the family that when the family really reflects on and they can heal that within themselves. Um, I think that's that can provide a very beautiful healing opportunity for a family member. Um, for the individual themselves, you know, in all honesty, my experience is like their experience is not how we judge it. Right. And we often put our own judgment on how... A- we have a little freezing action happening. Okay. Normally, this is not an issue with our Zoom recordings, but it should be okay because what we define. I don't know. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. I hear you. We're back. 
It's all synced up again. Oh, I started to go away. Let me just pause this. Okay, we're back. Okay, we're back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> More fun times. <laughs> More fun times. Yeah. Short intros there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I really believe that a lot of these children are not suffering the way that we project suffering onto them. Mm, right. Right. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I think that's often true, right? There's, um, yeah, you know, that's that, and that's been a question. I think that's a question that a lot of, um, I'm sure parents of kiddos with autism have, or maybe many of them do have their own answers to it. But that question of like, you know, if these are, as many people have called, if we're looking at that group in particular, or those individuals in particular, this kind of canary in the coal mine thing, right? Like, <laughs> this is not just um, an issue with this individual, or even with his family, but sometimes this is an issue with the culture, or this is an issue with, you know, the earth and the way humans treat each other, right? I've heard that a lot. You know, I don't, I don't have any personal theories on it, but I wonder if you do, since we're talking about that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's all of the above. Yeah, you know, I believe that when we're living in a healthy planet where people are connected to their source, to the source, and where we are all in alignment with our true selves, and we are expressing ourselves authentically, lovingly, and honestly. I believe that we won't have illness. We wouldn't have mm. sickness. We wouldn't have um, problems in the physical body because the physical body is just revealing, um, like you said, particular issues that we have and challenges that we have as a species that we need to really reconcile. Makes sense. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, my I think my yeah. head is like, whoo, this is great. It's, it's dizzy and I love it. <laughs> this info you're giving us <laughs> yeah because a lot of things are very karmic and that see that's the beauty yes. of working not only psychosomatic somatically and and subconsciously but also spiritually for mm -hmm. me is that i get to see what's going on even karmically so when we when we address the karma it's not something that we we say oh like i'm doomed for the rest of my life now and you know, this is going to be the way it's going to be right um, because i believe in spontaneous recovery and I think, you know, some people might call that a miracle, mm -hmm. right? But how I see that is just a burst of opportunity where there's a receptivity and an opening for a rapid transformation to occur because um, the healing can suddenly take place. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, if you, yeah. and it, right, and the kind of the science around some of these spontaneous healings, right, has been maybe some, like the gamma brainwave concept, right? Like the, yeah. like the brain goes into this full gamma state and is, you know, like you said, very receptive to very new different ideas in a quick, mm -hmm. quick, like deep way, yeah. more than humans often are, right? And it yeah. is rapid change to the cellular structure. Rapid, yeah. And, you know, that's that's a scientific explanation of what I would say a miracle is. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Which is <laughs> wonderful. And how amazing that we've come so far that we can kind of like scientifically explain most of our, not most, but some of our main miracles, right? Like, <laughs> the healing portion. Definitely, definitely. So very cool. Yeah. So let's move mm -hmm. into in the second half of our show, which we're getting ready to take just another um, quick station identification break. But let's move into that spiritual component. You know, we've been talking today about being able to feel and heal, which is a great yeah. phrase I circled in your chapter in the book. I said, oh, that's so amazing. Right. It, it's so good. And, you know, right. Like, and it's, it's a way that our bodies, being mindful of our bodies and our body's messages, right? That's so important. And so on this show, we talk about all the different types of mindfulness, you know, and so be 
being mindful of our body's messages is another form of that. And, um, and then I want to move also really particularly into the spiritual component of what Selena Moon does. So listeners, you are listening to Tune In Radio for Your Mind, Body, and Soul on WVLP 103.1 FM. Our show is underwritten in part by Unity of Northwest Indiana, currently developing the premier center for spiritual growth and education in NWI with meditation walks and retreat house events and even more to come. Learn more and support the growing movement at unitynwi.org. You can also support our station, WVLP, by going to wvlp.org slash support and give anything that you would like to give to support this show and other shows like it if you are one of our Valparaiso, Indiana listeners or if you are a listener around the world. Our show does broadcast on um, all your favorite podcast listeners, listening devices, and platforms at anchor.fm slash tune in mindful radio. Also, you can reach out to us directly there at Anchor or through the station or, of course, on Facebook, facebook.com slash tune in mindful radio. And before we move into the second half of our wonderful conversation with Selena Ella Moon, I just want to just focus for a second on this concept of what is mindfulness. Many of our listeners are sort of like, you know, I don't know for sure if I'm getting it. Maybe you've been listening for a while and you're like, yeah, I still have some questions. Am I doing it right? Blah, blah, blah. If you're asking if you're doing it right, then the answer is yes. Just keep trying, right? It's called a practice for a reason. And we at the show love this this definition that we found from Laura Fortgang, who says, being mindful means being aware of everything and certain of nothing. What do you think about that, Selena? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's beautifully said because, you know, the certainty, there really is no certainty other than what we feel in our hearts. Yeah, I you know? love it. And, and so my thing with my mindfulness is, is recognizing how it connects to the heart because it's not just a mental thing for me personally. It's also connecting the mind with the heart. Mm. So for me, full mindfulness is not just being aware, but it's also being in tune. Mm, I like it. Yeah, yeah, right? Like that. Yeah, that's so very cool. You know, you've got another quote that I recorded from your, your chapter in the book is, oh, great. Um, yeah. happiness is what breeds health in the body. Yes. Happiness, right? Like, in, I mean, and that makes sense because when we think about that physical state, like think about when we're sad and our shoulders slump, right? When we're anxious and there's all this tension in our body, when we're angry and we're just like, oh, ready to hit somebody and all the toxins or, you know, the adrenaline and the cortisol and all that stuff is coursing through. And when we're happy, gosh, you know, we could like jump in, in the air, you know, half a mile. We could just like run and skip and just have, you know, it's just amazing that the buoyancy that we have and the energy that is like there for us to just access when we're happy Definitely. just with that just with that state of mind I love it <laughs> yeah that was that was a, a great quote and it actually reminds me of like when I was a trainer and like um you know what kyphosis is I Are don't I, I actually I remember reading that and wanting to look it up and I don't think I did yeah what is that okay Okay, it's basically like when your shoulders are internally rotated, which most people's are, so that they're not like their chest isn't as open as it can be. And so they're not as, um, the chest reflects the heart chakra. Right. Um, And especially women, like we're we're kind of taught to like hold back our chest because of society and it's Mm -hmm. all, we won't get into that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So we'll save that for another show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
we won't go into that. All right, today. cool. <laughs> um, but the chest in itself, I mean, when we hold a lot of tension in our shoulders and in our chest, we start to round out a little bit and then that's when we kind of start to get a little bit of that hump on our back and that is a, a physiological sign of of really preventing the flow of happiness through the heart and so um i noticed on days where i do more chest exercises and i'm not really balancing out with enough back exercises right. i do actually feel a difference like i notice that i'm a little bit more internal and i'm not as happy and then on days where i'm doing like a lot of like thrusters and a lot of like overhead lifts and things like that and i'm just opening up my chest i always feel like way more energized and way happier that whole day that's awesome. And that makes, yeah. I love that. That makes so much sense. I've never thought about like connecting exercise. This is really great because I'm somebody who had two kids in her forties and I, my body is like, I still look pregnant five years later. I'm like, what the heck am I going to do about this at some point? And I keep being like, okay, the little one is old enough. Things are opening up. I'm going to go back to the Y, right? I'm going to like, yeah. I'm going to start getting yeah. some things done. Walking has been good, but the sugar keeps coming in, right? Like it's my <laughs> dopamine okay. fix. And so, um, yeah, I love this idea of pairing, like how does my body respond to these exercises and like just kind of being in harmony with it. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. And just also noticing like it's little things too, where you recognize like, is there a difference between when I'm lifting on the left, whether it's a leg exercise Mm. or an arm exercise or the right, like, is there some, do I notice like a significant, um, shift in how much I can lift is one way stronger than the other is one kind of avoiding a certain motion because Mm. it's, you know, there's something there that needs to be looked at. There's all kinds of things that go on in our um, in our mind-body connection that can really tell us a lot about what's happening beneath the surface. Yeah, you know, and you're saying that. It's like you're not even saying, like, it doesn't even have to be pain, right? Like, if there's resistance, no. we can pay attention just to that. It doesn't have to get to the pain point. That's I think that's great. That's really yeah. wonderful. Okay, so we did say we're going to talk about this spiritual piece that you, that you do, which is so amazing. So let's jump into that because at cool. selena-moon.com, you have a lot mm-hmm. of great services that go really deep, right? And one that I think yeah. is super fun is moon messages. So tell Ooh. the listeners about moon messages. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm one, I'm redoing my uh, my whole branding right now to bring out more of this information in webinar form. And I was actually deciding whether or not I wanted to keep the moon message service. So I'm so happy you said okay, that. Because cool. um, maybe <laughs> then I will. Yeah. Uh, but, so, yeah. So moon messages are really just an opportunity for me to connect with somebody's higher self. Mm. Um, so the way that I do it is someone can order a moon message um, and I just tune into their higher self and I see what their higher self is trying to communicate with them. Um, And oftentimes it's things that they're avoiding or they know, but they're not following through Uh. or (laughs) showing up in their dreams or they get these inspirations in the shower, but they're not sure if they're just imagining things. Um, Sometimes it's like they keep repeating a karmic cycle that they could easily just come out of if they just left a relationship or they need to change their diet in some way. Um, I've received all kinds of messages by connecting to people's higher selves. And what I do is I literally just like type it all out and I put it in a nice, beautiful document that reflects colors and images that I believe the, you know, that individual will really receive on a soul level. Um, And I just email that out. 
That's so cool. There are examples there at your website too, and they're gorgeous. You know, they really are very gorgeous. And so I like that you're saying like that that the color scheme, all the the visual element that you put into it, is also really geared toward that individual and what's going to resonate with them. I've never done two the same. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Right. Like 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 a fingerprint. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. I'm always like, what? Okay, what font will speak to this person's soul? What images will speak to this person's soul? What colors will speak to this person's soul? And then the message it, it itself, and and so it's very, um, it's very specific. It's very specific. Yeah, that's really cool. I love that. Okay, so um, so then let's just talk for a second about what it feels like for you. Um, this is, I don't know, <laughs> I'm really curious, and I think that listeners, if we're talking about feel and heal, like let's go really deep. If we're bringing in this this intuitive, spiritual, and emotional component, you as an intuitive, you're using like your emotions, you're using different sensors. Like, can you describe a little bit, a bit for somebody who's a listener who's like. I'm not intuitive, but I hear this word, or maybe they're like, I didn't realize that that's, that is me being intuitive, right? Like, can you describe mm-hmm. what it feels like? How do you use your senses to feel and heal as a yeah. healer in this way? Yeah. So, um, I actually, you don't use my senses for that particular, okay. um, component of what I do because, um, I really, I really have an open third eye and a very open crown chakra. And so I use my sixth sense, if you want to call it that, to be able to capture that information. Um, so it doesn't necessarily happen for me personally in a physiological way when I'm, I call it channeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, channeling can be physiological too. It's just for me personally, it's more of a, I have to really shut off my mind Mm -hmm. and get all my own, um, my own predisposed information that I might be projecting and all my days, whatever worries or thoughts out of the way. And I really just have to like get really present to the nothingness, right? And really access that infinite intelligence, if you want to call it. And when I I connect with that, and then I take that connection, and then I connect with the individual's higher self, that's when um, my fingers actually start just typing. And I bypass my brain, um, and I simply allow my fingers to type words, even if I have like... I can, I can hear my mind judging, oh, like, is that it. even yeah. the right word? This and that. And I, I just let it be. I let it be. Cause every time someone's always like, oh, I'm so happy you wrote that word. It resonates yeah. with me this way. And, you know, cause I don't know their life story. I don't know how these words are going to resonate. I'm simply just going into their higher self and I'm recognizing what's going to really capture them and speak to them mm-hmm. and and so my job is really to get out of the way in that respect so when it comes to this this particular moon message aspect there's very little of my senses that i use in my body and mm-hmm. more of my spiritual senses that i utilize well i love it because really selena what you're describing is meditation right like how some people mm-hmm. are when they're meditating like this, yeah. this becoming fully present getting yeah. the mind like letting the mind just sit down letting it keep judging and hearing it and acknowledging and yeah. being like that's cool just sit there and do your thing right yeah. <laughs> and then just like yeah. and then just like just being part of the flow yeah like you're saying connecting to that infinite intelligence that's really cool i like yeah. your description thanks for sharing that 
Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for asking me about it. And yeah, and also like with respect to that concept of meditation, like um, my experience has been in the past where I've over meditated mm. and uh, I've done too much meditative work. And I realized that I have to find a way to bridge my meditation into my everyday experience, into my everyday reality. And all that was necessary was the, the mantra that I created that my life is a meditation. Oh, that's good. And, Right. So then suddenly when your life is a meditation, then you're very equipped at getting your mind out of the way and just allowing your your innate sensibilities to kind of just take you through life. So whether it's like just connecting with this person or eating this food or way or, you know, turning left instead of turning Oh, yeah. Does it make any sense? things like that right um it's really just allowing your higher self to guide you and then that way it's like the meditation becomes a a lifestyle yes so as opposed to a compartmentalized experience Um, right yeah that's so that was you know that's that's a lot of how yeah that's a lot of how i believe meditation is supposed to enter into our lives in a more balanced way so we're not making meditation we're not we don't need to make time for meditation because we are living a meditation mm-hmm. you know and it's yeah. so like you know right now so this is my little soapbox moment right like so right now we are totally in this place where we were talking about this just a little bit before the show how like so many of our like social expectations are just sort of out the window, you know, about, you know, like what real life is or whatever. Like we all know we're wearing pajama bottoms under our Zoom or whatever, right? <laughs> whatever that's going to be, you know, whatever that's going to look like. Then a lot of those little things that we used to do, like, this is the way it's done and this is, and you have to be so much and blah, blah, blah. And there's so much judgment attached to that that's disconnected from that personal self-acceptance, from acceptance of others, from whatever, right? There's so much of that is breaking down during this long quarantine time, right? And yeah. we're trying to get the whole world on the same page with it, right? Yeah. As, an, as a need, it has to have broken down some of those things that really don't serve a bigger purpose. And so um, when we can do what you're describing and we can just sort of use those um, personal innate, you know, like instead of like, here's the thing I should be doing, you know, I should be doing this, like, well, well, what is serving me best in that moment? Is it that or is it something similar? Is it something completely different? And you know, can it be okay with that? I think that's that's yeah. the new bravery, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because it, it requires that you override your own your own self-sabotaging mechanisms and your yeah. own doubtfulness and your own in like you it's almost like that trust and that ability to really just trust what what you know deeply mm-hmm. has to be embodied yeah and it's it's kind of like you also have to override your need to fit in which is like wait is that that sounds dangerous right but i mean we're yeah. not burning each other at the stake on a regular basis anymore so <laughs> luckily yeah. Luckily, but somewhere we're, we're, in, some, our, in, yeah. our, in a lot of our psyches, we still are repeating right. that, right? which is why it's, changing, why it's affecting our behaviors and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, like I just, yesterday I had a huge breakthrough around like this concept of like slavery. Mm. And um, like I was creating my webinars for how I wanted to lay them out over the next several months. And I felt something was wrong with it when I created it and I gave it about a week to just sit there and I was like, something just doesn't feel right about what I'm putting out on this new website that we're creating. And I realized it was like this concept of like, 
working so hard all the time and over committing myself and and putting myself in these scenarios over and over again where I would get burnt out. And I was like, wow, I don't really need to do that many live webinars in order to get the message out, right? I can take a pre-recorded webinar and give the best information in that. And then from there, we can kind of just move forward with people. So, you know, the when I meditated on that, it was like, oh, this is a slavery thing because yes. like the mind just naturally goes into a place of I have to work for no matter, like I have to kill myself for yes. nothing. Yes, you know? yes. And I think that's true, you know, and, you know, and we talk about that and, um, and you know, so you know, we've just been, I homeschool my kiddos, we've just been studying, you know, through February, all these human rights, right? And like, how we have enslaved each other through the, you know, millennia, you know, like how we have enslaved, like literally enslaved each other, little subtle ways we do it, you know, and, and where like that still the enslavement can still happen. And like, so of course, for there being children, like ways for to watch out for what we call tricky people, you know, to make sure it doesn't happen to them, because that's a scary reality, right? And so it's like, you know, this sort of thing, like trying to remember that, we love each other and we don't have to like even subtly emotionally coerce each other, which is really hard not to do. <laughs> but yeah. who, who knew we'd be talking about that on an episode of feel and heal. And just, you know, because our bodies, our bodies will let us know, right. If we're starting to do that to each other or feel yeah. that someone's doing it to us, we get that tension. We get that yeah. clue. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. We really do. Very cool. I just, I'm loving this conversation. I swear. Like, I tell everybody, like, we could always do, like, another hour, but I could do, like, four or five with you, Selena. Yeah, definitely. There's there's just so much to cover. It's amazing. Listeners, you are listening to Tune In, radio for your mind, body, and soul. I am your host, Keila Parkinson, and our show here on WVLP 103.1 FM is underwritten in part by Kiki Productions, Inc. Communications Coaching, teaching exercises to help you cycle out of fight or flight in the moment. With a mission to create individual harmony to add peace to the world, Kiki Productions, Inc.'s philosophy is, when you are confident, focused, and authentic with your message, you are a magnet to those you wish to attract. Share the love at CoachKiki, that's K-I-K-I dot com. We are talking today with Selena Ella Moon. You can find her and all of her amazing services at selena-moon.com. And um, we have like 15 minutes left. Can you believe it? We actually have, we have 16 minutes left. So what would you like to cover that we haven't covered either in offerings that you have for people or types of services we haven't covered or parts of your story, whatever. (laughs) Um, Because your your station is so connected to mindfulness, and I love, love, love that little bit that you said earlier about uh, what mindfulness is. I wanted to speak a little bit about that with respect to the art of asking good questions, if that's Mm. okay with you. Yes, let's. Good. Okay, so there's this amazing book that I read. Um, It's written by Noah St. John. It's called The Book of Affirmations. Not affirmations, but affirmations. Okay. So I is actually an O. Okay. (laughs) And it's a great, great book that really had me looking at things in a different way. Um, And one of the things that I recognized was that when we ask questions, even if we don't directly know the answers or go searching for the answers, what happens is we throw like a satellite on our on, in our brain that goes and looks and searches for the answer. Yes, the brain's reticular and, activating system, right? Love yes, it. The Finds the patterns. Love yeah, it. Yeah, good, exactly. good. Yeah. Exactly. Good. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so what ends up happening 
thing is that it goes and it searches for information, it searches for synchronicities, it searches for conversations and, and interactions that bring answers and trickle answers into the awareness that correspond to those questions. So I think that one of the biggest things that people struggle with is that they're asking the wrong questions. Mm. And because they're asking the wrong questions, they keep getting the same answers and the same downfalls in life that keep them in repetitive behavior patterns and repetitive cycles. And they're not able to break free, whether it's in their health or their emotional body or in their relationships, which of course just correlates to both of those in their finances, in their career, in their environment, in their whatever it is they're unable to break free because they're not asking the right questions. So they're saying, what's wrong with me? Why can't I find a job? <laughs> why does what? this keep happening to me, right? Yeah. Yeah, why is this <laughs> happening to me? Why isn't COVID over? Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. 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 Focus on the problem. Person... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why doesn't this person love me? Mm. Right. And so what we need to do is we need to recognize when we are we are speaking to ourselves in a way where we're going to continue to get the affirmed answer of what we're asking. So why doesn't this person love me? Well, you're going to show you're going to be revealed more unloving experiences. Right. Right. Yeah. So same with like, you know, why does this keep happening to me? It's going to keep happening to you. Right. 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 Yeah. Even though the thing happens to us, it happens through us. Right. We're going to believe, right? I like that um, too. So essentially, I want to present some questions for the audience to help them to shift their mindset so that when they're in particular scenarios, they know how to activate their reticular activating system to search for synchronicity and answers in a way that will actually provide health and healing for for their lives. This is gold. Yes, listeners. Okay, tune in with every all your senses now. This is gold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, say you are feeling um like you're depleted and you have no energy in your body. I'm just going to give a bunch of examples that intuitively I'm being called to. Nice. So, say you feel completely just demotivated in life and you feel like you have absolutely nothing to live for, right? The question shouldn't be, um, why do I need to get out of bed? Why am I so depressed? Why do I have no energy? The question could be instead, what gives me energy? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What song can I listen to right now that will uplift me? That's good. (laughs) That's really good. Who do I have in my life that I can text or call that will make me mm-hmm. feel better? Mm-hmm. What foods do I have in my kitchen that I can cook something amazing and nourishing for my body to give me energy? Even if it's just one thing, what can I be grateful for today? So good. Some examples, right? So you're really stressed out, you're overworking, and you feel like... You- you just have way too many things on your to-do list, okay? So it's like, what can I give up control of? Mm. <clears throat> That's a hard one for me to ask. Thank you for reminding me too. Yeah. <laughs> what else? <Yeah. laughs> um, and psychosomatically, you see how your throat kicked in there. Right? I sure did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, 
that's, like, oh, that's hard. Yeah, that's, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Look at how yeah. good she is at this. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, also recognizing things like how can I, how can I accept myself as I am? Mm. How can I cherish every moment of my life? How can I be more than do? Mm, that's good. How can I live in a state of being? How can I flow with my tasks in a productive manner that feels effortless and joyful? Mm, love that. How one. can I breathe better? Right? How can I allow myself to relax and still be productive? Mm. That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write all these down later. Yeah. How can, I, how can I change my environment so that it brings me more peace while I am being productive? Mm-hmm. Or what boundaries do I need to put up with the people around me so I can be more focused? How can I do more in less time? Mm. You know, those are all questions we can ask ourselves in a situation like that. That's good. Yeah. So are there any particular situations you want to bring to the surface that you think maybe your audience has going on where we can offer some good questions for them? Yeah, right. I mean, so, okay. uh, okay. Let's think about for a second that um, there is, uh, you know, people are starting to get their vaccines around this area of the world and other parts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're starting to kind of come back, you know, in the U.S. And um, I don't know what it's like in Canada right now, but like, all of that, right? And there might be some people who are having some fears. Like I've spent so long saying stay inside, stay inside, or don't go out or whatever, right? Like, and, um, you know, we know that like there are good hygiene things to do, but like, what about those little, you know, fear components? Like, what can we, what can we, what are some great questions around that, Selena? Instead of like, instead of how do I not catch COVID? Like what's, what's a better way to work that, right? Great question. That's a great question. So what am I doing to take care of myself? Mm, So empowering. Right? How am I taking excellent care of my health? That's good. How is my right? How is my body showing me that I'm healthy? What evidence do I have that my body is healthy? Am I breathing right now? Mm. Can I digest my food right now? Do I have vision? Do I can I hear? Can I speak? Can I smell? Can I taste? Can I touch? How lucky am I that I have all these abilities? How wonderful does it feel to get fresh air? Mm. Mm-hmm. What environments can I put myself in that make me feel happy and therefore healthy? That's How so can nice. I trust my intuition to guide me through the world so that I am always safe and protected? Oh, I just, you know, when you're asking, when you're saying, you're asking these questions, like, I just feel the resonance of that. Like, just, you know, like yeah. just the, the brain shift, right? The perspective shift. It's so yeah. good. Do you have more on that same vein or, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't want to jump I in mean, and interrupt you. you. Yeah, hours, I know, yeah. right? That's so good. I love <laughs> this. I love I how you're, <laughs> yeah, right. This is so yeah. good, right? And what a great, I mean, really seriously, what a great um, example of how this, you know, if you're a listener and you're listening to this and you felt that shift too, that's your body talking to you and saying, yes, happiness breeds health in me, right? That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> this it's is how we working. feel and heal. Yeah. Yeah. What's working? 
So you know, how am I taking care of myself? What kind of foods am I eating that make me feel good? What kind of water am I drinking that makes me feel good? Right? What kind of exercise am I getting that makes me feel good? Mm-hmm. And how I like am I to- allowing pleasure in my life? I like too how you you pose it as a question, so your brain has to answer it, and yeah. and right, and so and also it opens up the problem solving part of your brain. Like you're saying, you're 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 dialing that satellite in, right? You're looking yeah. for those great answers, and it gives yeah. your brain a job that gives this great feedback loop, you know, through exactly. through the um, neurochemistry there, through that what that that vagus nerve that connects the brain yeah. and the heart, right? Like just love it. That's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. really really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is amazing. Okay, so we only have about five minutes left of the show. So I wanted to know, other than The Successful Body, which is available on Amazon right now, it's an Amazon bestseller in the U.S. and Canada and the health, you know, in the health department. Um, Yeah, Yeah. Uh, right. Um, So other than that, like, is there anything else that you want to, like, let people know about that's coming up? Um, You know, this will be out there for any time for people to hear, but anything happening, like, here in March of March or April of 2021. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I'm really excited because I'm going to be pulling away from one-on-ones uh-huh. and I'm going to be presenting a lot more information um, through webinars and through seminars. Um, right now, obviously, isn't the time to be running big retreats. Right. Uh, so I have been holding back on that. However, I will be really presenting a lot of information and tools and resources for people to learn how they can not only heal themselves emotionally um, and physically, but also on a spiritual and a mental level as well. And so I just recommend that people connect to me through the website and to sign up for the newsletter. Um, They can also reach out to me and let me know if there's anything in particular that we've spoken about today of interest so I can get an understanding of what kind of information people want. Um, I've ran ran multiple retreats um, and I've worked with anywhere from, you know, past life regressionists to chiropractors to functional medicine doctors to energy healers to personal trainers. And so because of the vast um, diversity and variety of gifts that I have, mm. um, it's sometimes very challenging for me to, at this time. And so um, I'm so open to questions. I'm so open to feedback. I'm so wanting to know what are you thirsty for? Mm. What are you hungry for right now? What is it that you're struggling with that I can help you with? You know, what challenges are you facing in your life that you recognize they need to be they need to be dealt with in a way that is gentle, in a way that is self-reflective and in an environment that makes you feel safe and just nourished and, and where you know that the person speaking to you like really has a love for you as they do for humanity. And that's where the healing happens is you know, when a teacher is sharing and facilitating, when that heart is open mm. and that individual on the recipient end is is also energetically open on a heart level, there is an, a, a greater capacity for healing to take place. So really, I just want to connect with people and you can just go to my website and just hit the contact form, send me a message, let me know what you want to hear about. Um, obviously, you know, things are changing right now. So the website is going to go through a, a pretty big shift. 
Um, but either way, I will get your messages. Otherwise, you can just reach out to me at the Selena Moon Project at gmail.com and, and email me there too. I love that. The Selena Moon Project at gmail.com. And tell, yeah. them, tell them your web address one more time. Yeah, so it's uh, S-E-L-E-N-A Moon so m-o-o-n so the selena moon project at gmail.com awesome yeah. that's great yeah i love it and um yes oh my gosh this has been this has been such a powerful episode and i just want to say again like so uh, the zoom like the little laggy thing that's been happening every now and then that's not doing justice listeners to like just how great her voice is and i mean we're hearing Hello. it most of the time but every once in a while there's this little lag thing and i just want to say like i'm sure you really really you know luckily we weren't getting that lag during the questions and and i I'm sure you really were like feeling and, and hearing that, you know, and, and pay attention to how your body responds to that. You know, if this resonates yep. with you, then reach out because what an awesome, awesome gift you're giving to the planet to help people like heal their bodies, feel their bodies, right? And and yep. and listen to those messages and understand that our spirits actually talk to us through our emotions when we're really mindful, yep. when we're fully present. It's okay yeah. to feel, it's okay to heal, it's okay to not live in shame and blame, it's okay to grow. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> thank it's you. Thank not, you for advised. that. <laughs> it's advised, right? Yeah. Please do this. <laughs> I love it. So, so, so amazing. Do you have any parting thought in our last half a minute here? Oh, I just want to send everyone a ton of love and thank you for joining us. And thank you, Kila, for having me today. It's been such an amazing opportunity to just share. I really, really pray that everyone listening experiences radical health in their body and they recognize their own power to heal themselves through their own thoughts and who they spend their time with, what kind of information they surround themselves with and what kind of way they're loving themselves and taking care of themselves. Like, I just want you guys all to know that you have the ability to be so healthy despite your age, despite your circumstance, despite how hard your journey may have been to this very point right now, know that anything is possible and a spontaneous recovery is always, always possible for anybody who's ready to just receive. I love that. If that's you, then claim it. Thank you again, Selena Ella Moon, for being a part of this great episode on how to feel and heal. Thank Thank you you. so much. We'll see you you later, meditators.